Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. I shared last week um, from the book of Revelation, chapter 3. We were talking about the Laodicean church. I'm going to read it to you again. It says here, These things, verse 14, says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I'm rich, I've become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chase and therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now I read these passages and they're sober and they are challenging and they should be. But you know, what, the, what, they was, what he was saying to the Laodiceans here is that they were a culture that were known for their, their gold, their garments, and their eye salve as merchants. And, and Lord God was using what they knew to help them realize, actually, you think you're happy, but you don't even know you're miserable. You think. You think you're content, but actually on the inside, you're wasting away with sadness and, and, and your spirit is skinny and wretched. You, you, you don't understand. You think you're rich and full and have need of nothing, but you're wretched. That's like, ah, oh, you're skinny and hungry and thirsty and desperate and you don't know it. You're poor, you're blind, you're miserable, you're naked. And God's saying, hey, I want you to instead put on the garments. We need to put on the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. It's a deliberate, intentional thing to do. We need to deliberately anoint our eyes to go, right, I'm gonna look at what he tells me to look at, and that is to fix my eyes on things that are above. I'm not gonna live with a a life that's cluttered by anxiety and and fear and drama. I'm not gonna live with my eye on the stock market, but I'm gonna live with my eyes on him, hallelujah. And as we deliberately intent, intently fix our gaze on him. The Lord's saying, I'm longing for you to open the door of your heart so that I can come in and dine with you. He's speaking to believers, people who already have Christ dwelling in them and they in him. Yet he's saying, I wish, I wish you were either hot or cold because if you were cold, I could invite you to come and have fellowship with me and you'd recognize that you were cold. or or that you were hot, but in this place where you've received me and yet are not enjoying the benefit of fellowship with me, it's it's this horrible situation where we're technically married but relationally poor. And God's saying, I want you to open the door of your heart. I used the example last week of in our house, when I wake up in the morning, I'll put the kettle on, make make a pot of tea, and I'll 
I'll, uh, I'll go and knock on Emily's door and Joseph's door and, and I'll take them some tea and I'll say, come and eat the breakfast with me. Because I like having company for breakfast, you know. And Tom and I and the kids will eat breakfast together because, you know, we enjoy each other's company. We want to talk to each other. We, wanna, we just want to talk. We want to be together. But if they didn't, they'd still be part of my family. They'd still be in the house. But it's the seeking out, the intentional getting up, going out and taking time to be together and talking together that builds family and builds relationship. And this is the yearning heart of God, that we would respond and that we would have fellowship with him. But I want to go on today and I want to share with you a verse from... um, that I was just hearing the Lord speaking to me so strongly today from 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy 6, 6 says this, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. We kept singing tonight, You satisfy my heart every time. And the reality is, when you go to Him, ha. Ah, There is that reminder, that reality where you engage with and fellowship with the Prince of Peace himself, the Lord who is love, that his perfect love comes and casts out all fear. In his light, we see light. Hallelujah. You come into that place of joy because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Hallelujah. And as we intentionally dine with him, fellowship with him, eat with him, we get filled up with peace, with joy. We, we partake of the divine nature and we're reminded what godliness looks like because we're remembering what he looks like. And in his light, we see light and remember what we look like. And then we recognize, praise the Lord. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be anxious. I can live in perfect peace and supernatural joy. And out of this place, God wants us to then be the light of the world. He wants us to impact everybody we meet and everybody we see with supernatural righteousness, peace, and joy. We should be known as the happiest people on the planet. We should be known as delightful people, delightful company, people that people want to get close to because you carry supernatural peace. You carry supernatural joy. You know, it's not just about the presence. I was talking with um, Jim Nightingale last night. And he's off to the US for a little while. And, but we were talking about a really obscure passage in Chronicles about when they brought the, the Ark of the Covenant into Solomon's temple. And, but when you look at it, uh, it says there that the Ark was missing that the, the ark didn't ha- it only had the Ten Commandments in it. It was missing the manna, and it was missing the Aaron's rod that budded. And the poles were actually too long for the yes. Holy of Holies, and they stuck out of the curtains. Yes. I mean, there's so much in that, and, and I'll, I'll share some more about that later. But I was meditating on that today and thinking about, here they had the presence of God in a very beautiful place, but they were missing some elements. They were missing the manna, the daily bread, the personal, private uh, symbol of, of 
God meeting your need every single day, providing for you every day. And you know what? You can be in a church where everything's just beautiful and we've got the service perfect and the sound perfect and everything's great. But if you, if you don't have your own personal life and you're looking for the church and the corporate gatherings to be the thing that will keep you going, you're going to get dusty and dry on the inside. God has daily bread for you, for you personally. And he wants to feed you, he wants to satisfy you so that you can live a life that is genuinely content. No matter what's going on, where you can live a life that's full of deep, holy contentment, where you are happy. Someone that's genuinely content is happy. They're not, they're not like trying to make you see that I'm not happy so that you'll do something about it. They're not, they're not reflecting anxiety and trouble. They're just happy. They're nice to be with. Content people are delightful to be with. I, I struggle sometimes to be with really insecure people because I, I'm, I get, get worried that I, if, I, if I give them what they're so obviously craving, that I won't be able to conti- continue and keep it up. And, and I feel like, oh, this is difficult because I want to make you happy, but I know if I even give you what you're craving now, uh, tomorrow I, I might not be able to, to give that and then you'll be upset again and, oh, this is hard. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We, we love people, we absolutely love people, but a content person is so much easier to be with. Yeah. Yes? God, God knows our struggles and he knows where we are. I've come out of a place of such deep insecurity, so I understand and so appreciate the love that people show. But God doesn't want us to stay in that place. He wants his perfect love to cast out all fear and to fill our hearts, the temple of our hearts. He wants to fill us with the fullness of all that he is and all that he has for us. Daily bread, words spoken straight from him that satisfy our soul, that deeply minister to us and take away all the fear and all the insecurity. Hallelujah. But... It also missed the, the rod that budded, which is the supernatural, yes. which is the aspect of um, the supernatural things that God wants to do in your life. And, and often people are looking just to church for, I want to experience God. I need to experience God. I want to see the supernatural power of God at work. And yes, he will manifest and confirm his word with signs following. And he does. And it's so glorious. But when you live a life where you are not missing, but you are full with what he wants to give you, you are receiving the daily bread, you are enjoying his presence, you're living in a place of peace and joy, the fruit and the result of that will be the works of Jesus, which are supernatural, miraculous, and powerful. Hallelujah. As you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things start being added. Hallelujah. And miracles don't become something that you're desperately seeking and needing to see. They are actually a natural, supernatural part of life. Hallelujah. Where 
you can just everywhere you go release the supernatural power of God. Hallelujah. God's looking for us to really begin to recognize that godliness with contentment equals great gain. Like great gain. When we start to refuse to buy into drama and pursue intentionally peace and joy as we live in a place of righteousness, which is the godliness of God being manifested through our everyday actions, as we walk in the sunshine of his love and his favor, knowing, praise God, I'm free, then out of that place, the Holy Spirit wants to birth through us fresh delight and light for the world around us to see. But what it looks like for me is, like when I wake up in the morning, I, 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 I like to just to start giving thanks to the Lord. Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for my life. I might go outside and walk in the sunshine, which is nice. And I'll say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for, that I'm alive. Thanks for the gift of life today. This is going to be a great day. I'll start to make declarations. This is going to be a great day. God, this is the day you created. Yeah. Thanks for the birds. They're nice, God. I like the birds. I like the sunshine. Thank you, God. This is lovely. Thanks for life. What a privilege to be alive. Thank you, Lord, for salvation today. Oh, God, thank God I don't have to, to bear the burden of my guilt and shame and sin, but you've yeah. given me forgiveness and freedom and that you've empowered me today to live like you today. I can live free and happy that I can cast my cares on you. Thank you today. I declare today that, I, that I'm going to enjoy my fellowship with you. I'm going to enjoy your presence. I'm going to be aware of your presence all day long. Today, Lord, I'm going to walk in supernatural peace and in supernatural joy. And I start to intentionally lay hold of the invitation that God has for me. You see, without being intentional about it, you can easily fall back into the, the deception that you think you're happy that, and, you, and you get along with the business of life and you forget what real joy actually looks like. You, you begin to think you're happy when actually you're miserable and it starts to show through with Anger and frustration and annoyance and striving and fear and, and, and all the negative things. As, they, as you start to identify these things in your life, you need to go back and realize, God, why aren't I living in supernatural peace? I do during the day. If I find myself starting to get on a bit of a negative track or if I start thinking about things and, and getting concerned about things, I actually go and get some bread, uh, communion, and I'll pick up the bread and I'll go, surely you bore my sorrows. So I'm, I'm thinking about this, God. So you said, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So God, been thinking about this right now. Lord, I ask you for help in that. Thank you for that. Thank you for the divine solution. Thank you, you're taking care of that. And right now, Lord, you've called me to live in perfect peace. So I cast that care onto you and I see it visually going from my brain into his body because surely he bore my yes, sorrows. And I see it and I see it go and I, and I take it and I eat it. Thank you, God, you're taking care of that. 
And as many times a day as I need to do that, I'll do that because I have been called not to live in anxiety, fear, worry, and stress. I've been called to live in supernatural peace. I've been called to live a life of godliness with contentment. So anything that's robbing me of that place of contentment where I'm happy, at peace, filling up with the the satisfaction of his love for me, his smile, his shining face, his love taking away all fear. As soon as I start to feel that, I realize, no, I need to step back into his embrace. I need to feel his cuddle. I I need to take time now to let him love me and cast out all fear. So even if it's just a moment in between meetings, just to step back in and go... Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. Yes, I love you too. Thank you for your presence. Oh, so good. I don't have to wear the weight of that. God, thank you. I cast that care on you. Oh, so good, Lord, that I don't have to carry that. Thanks for peace. Yay, Jesus, for peace. Yay, for peace. Yay, for joy. And not saying it as, as a hopeful thing, but actually living in it, stepping into it, actually letting myself be surrounded and overcome with his peace and with his joy because it is continually available to me. I've shared it before, but in Revelation 6, it talks about the oil and the wine, that even in the midst of all the tribulation and the things that are going on, the Lord mandates that they are not to touch the oil and the wine, that the oil and the wine are not to be harmed. And that's because God wants us to have continual access to the the oil of his peace and the wine of his joy in the midst of whatever's going on around us. He says, you have unhindered access. I've mandated that no matter what dramas are going on in the world, instead of reacting to the drama, 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 I want you to step under the flow of my oil, which will help you to live in magnificent supernatural peace that passes understanding, and my joy that will overwhelm you with delight at the union that we have and the privilege that we have to be joined together, that I am your great Savior and you have nothing to fear. We hear about peace that passes understanding. Well, it is, it's it's an invitation that we need to foster deliberately and live out of. Hallelujah. Because when we are intentional and deliberate to live in this place of perfect peace, live in this place of contentment, then in that place, ah, faith starts to rise. You can start to see things with the eyes of hope, with the eyes of faith. If you are wearing anxiety, if you are wearing fear and stress and worry and trouble, faith is trying to come through that cloud and gets hit and diverted and, 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 um, and, and misdirected. Instead, God wants you to clear the air. Cast your cares on him so that he can let faith rise up in your heart And then you begin to see, this is the fruit that I see. As I practice peace intentionally, I see faith coming forth in in greater and greater strength, greater and greater power. I, I see and I have more room to begin to hear what the Lord might be saying. I get more divine initiatives about things that are on his heart and think, wow, that's a great idea, God. 
But if my mind is cluttered up with the little foxes that are trying to spoil the vine, then there's no room for me to identify and listen and hear the divine initiatives. Instead, I'm just living with so much going on in my brain and my heart that by the end of the day, I'm just tired. God wants you to live in a place where you are continually, supernaturally living above the storm, sleeping in the midst of the storm and having absolute faith that I don't have to worry about anything. I have all that I need because I have God with me and I can look to him. He is my ever-present help in time of need. And then you can get up and speak to the storm, not out of panic or fear or trying, but out of a place of supernatural peace. He just released what was already on the inside of him. Peace. He says, when we go into a house, let your peace come upon it. But hey, when you walk into your workplace or into other people's houses, do they feel the peace of God or do you walk in with with all that you're carrying and and unload on them all the things that are, are troubling and weighing on you? God wants to be your help. It's good to have friends, but God wants us never to have an excuse to not live in perfect peace. It's available and it's so much more glorious than than the pity party that the enemy would like to convince you is worth uh, keeping going. You know, some people think, well, if I can just let everybody know about what I'm going through, maybe I'll feel better. No, you won't. Because what you focus on is what develops. But if instead you are intentional to go, all right, I recognize that. I'm going to cast my care on the Lord. I'm going to step into his lovely oil of peace. I'm going to live in this place of peace. Thank you for peace. I'm going to set my mind on things above. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for joy. Yay, God. Thank you today for your perfect peace. Thank you today for your magnificent love. Hallelujah. When we live in that place, then we live in a place of supernatural peace. We live in a place where we're not rushed or hurried to make decisions. We can make decisions that are wise. We can can live and we can operate in a way that's so much more fruitful because we're living from another realm. We're living from the place of supernatural peace. You know, I I believe that we can lead the world with what the world is looking for. As the world starts to panic about things, we can come in and we can release the peace of heaven. Hallelujah. What do people know about you? What, What are you known for? Are you known for as a person who carries genuine peace? So lovely to be around someone that's full of peace. It doesn't mean that you don't have difficult days, that you don't have hard times. You know, in this world, we do have trouble. People could look at me and they could say, oh, well, I'd be fine if I had a life like yours. (laughs) Well, (laughs) truth is, if I wanted to focus on the things that aren't exactly the way I'd like them to be right now, If I wanted to focus on difficulties, I could really manifest the fruit of what I'm focused on. 
And everybody I know would know about what's going on in my life because I'm a verbal processor and out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth would speak and I could live sleepless nights and worry and fear and I could get up annoyed and oh, I'm waking up, yes, the problem's still here. Or I could choose instead to develop and foster a lifestyle of thanksgiving and, and take up the, the oil of his joy, take up the peace that he wants to release in my heart. I could get a skip in my step and have faith rise up in my heart and I can be an overcomer because I'm no longer denying the reality that, that I need his fellowship to be able to live the supernatural life. Understanding that true joy is greater than what you may even realize you, is available to you. True peace is more beautiful than many of us actually consistently live in. You need to fight for it. You need to be intentional. You need to line your words up with what you wanna have in your world. You need to prophesy about what your day is gonna be like. You need to begin to speak intentionally. You need to take time to go and let him feed you with the manna, the daily bread today. He wants to release to you and, in, and give you uh, fresh encounters with his love and he wants you to recognize the delight that he wants to bring into your life. And as you seek him first, watch and see how he takes care of the rest. I believe it's a supernatural call, a, a prophetic call to the body of Christ right now to wake up. Too many of us have been wrestling in the mud with a whole lot of different issues and problems and getting frustrated and, and, and living day to day in our day to day problems when God's saying, you wretched, poor, miserable, blind and naked, you don't, and you think you're doing okay. You don't realize. No, you weren't meant to, to fight in the dirt all day long. You were meant to soar in the heavenlies with me above the storm and to be carriers of my peace and my joy and to live from a place of perfect peace and supernatural faith that will help you live the life of the overcomer. As we do that, we can start to see the fullness and the fruitfulness of what God has destined for your life, the good works he's laid up in advance for you to do, and you can do it without burning out. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Godliness with contentment is great gain. God, teach us how to be truly content. Teach us how to live in supernatural contentment. Teach us how to live in true godliness. Teach us how to walk in the light, unafraid, unashamed. Help us, Lord, to lean on you, to seek you out, to, to uh, feast on you, to hear your word and listen to what you're saying. God, help us, Lord, to develop and cultivate the gardens of our own hearts, God, that they, that they would be well-watered gardens, God. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would help those that have been struggling, Lord, with fears and concerns and struggles and striving. Lord, I just ask that tonight you would invade their hearts with supernatural peace and supernatural joy. Lord, that it would come and that you would help them, give them eyes self to see 
and let them see your smiling face. Let them see your delight. Let them hear the knock at the door of their minds and their hearts. And let them say, thank you, Jesus. I just need you to come in and help me. I want to eat with you. I want to fellowship with you. I want to dine with you. I don't want to live in my own strength. I want to live from the place of your supernatural strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Papa, we love you. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.